Hi everybody, my name is Chad Kelly. Today I'm going to be speaking with Patrick Brady. We're going to be discussing one of his favorite financial mottos and how it applies to your retirement. Hope you enjoy. Hey Patrick, welcome back to our financial podcast. Good to have you here again. Good to be here. Yeah, so... Hope I can provide some value. No, always. To the time. Always. We'll keep it short. Okay. People stay interested. Come. <laughs> so today, I want to talk about um, a saying I've heard you mention a number of times. Uh, periodically, you speak with different groups of physicians or different groups of investors, and y- you say there's a saying that you use uh, commonly, and th- that saying is "one house, one spouse." Yes. And <laughs> pe- people who have heard you say it, they always latch onto that, yeah. and they re- remember that. You know, I, I so I, this is my. Tw- official 20th year yes it was last month that I started my 20th year here and I can't remember the year I started saying this but it had to have been about 19 years ago that I started saying it and um, I heard the idea somewhere and then I started to I read some statistics about how many times people have a tendency to refinance or to move up in their home and it was about every seven years was the average new purchase of a home or a refinance, I, I can't recall at the time. And this is what rates were even higher way back in the early 2000s. Yeah. And the stat was so alarming of how much people had left at the end of 30 years on their mortgage where, uh, that I decided to try to find a way to teach it. And then divorce was really a prominent issue that, that you and I both have to deal with in our business. Yeah. Um, and it's painful to watch people go through it. Oh, absolutely. You know, I, I run into people all the time who say, you know, I, I heard a guy speak from your office <laughs> years ago. And, you know, I, I just remember one phrase. And I think when, when we do speaking engagements, you hope that people walk away with just one yeah, phrase or one something. concept that sticks in their mind. Yeah. So this is an easy one that sticks in people's minds. And I think it, it plays a lot into, you know, how they behave. So yeah. one house, one spouse. I want to dissect this a little bit. Okay. Talk about what exactly it means because, I mean, there's a lot of different ways we could look at it or spin it. Yep. Um, Maybe let's let's start in reverse. Um, that's actually I I was going to suggest that. L- let's start with one spouse. All right. So th- this this is one that I guess one house one spouse dot 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 dot. Like, yeah, because th- there's you a lot offend of ex- about half the audience statistically. <laughs> yeah, b- before everyone just hangs up on the yeah, podcast. Yeah, they hang up here. and they say, "Oh, I've already failed because I failed on my first marriage." <laughs> yeah, there's a lot of explanation or s- fine print, and we want to talk about the fine print behind. Yeah. The so when we say one spouse, I, I really mean the spouse you currently have. And so if you have gone through one, two, even more divorces, it's the spouse you have. Try to keep that spouse. And and I could go into my uh, um, experience from watching the pain that people go through on divorces to say this, or I could say just how I was raised or the values of society. But really, a happy marriage is priceless. I mean, it really provides so much empowerment within uh, an individual's occupation, within the decision to have children, um, and the extension um, into uh, your finances that people don't realize that 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 happy marriage is really important. So we really try to say, look, this one spouse issue is to try to keep the assets growing, not divided, uh, two or three times sometimes. We try to make sure that the costs of legal battles that continue after a divorce with children yeah. um, is minimized. And so there's just a lot of challenges there. And and we find, f- we, I find some amazing, fantastic second marriages. 
and that is their new one spouse, and that's what they work on because they learn so much from the first marriage. Oh, yeah. But really, it's the principle of the spouse you have today. That's the one you work on. Yeah, yeah. I, and I mean, breaking this down on very simple you know, terms, divorce, typically, you, you split assets in half mm-hmm. for the most part. Yeah. Yep. Um, debt obligations as well. Yeah. Right. Yep. And so you could be assuming some bad debts of your spouse. Um, Has a bad behavioral pattern. Yeah. Guess what? You get to carry it. When 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 finance is one of the leading causes of divorce, and it really is one of the leading causes of divorce, one or two often. Um, if we can move that down the list, that it's not one of your leading causes of divorce. It could, it could be helpful to get rid of that. Oh, and yeah. the splitting of assets is really detrimental. Matter of fact, you and I were looking at a stat the other day when we were, we were speaking about the amount of money that someone in the age of 50 needs to have saved in order to retire at 65. And if you're earning $200,000 a year, I remember this one, you need to save, you need to have 5.9 times the 200,000, so it's pretty easy. You need about 1.2 million saved at the age of 50 in order to be on track to maintain your lifestyle. And that's a lot of money Oh yeah, to have saved. Um, the scarier stat is what physicians have to catch up on if they lose half of that. And I, I can't remember those data, but you can only imagine how much you have to start saving very quickly of your income. Yeah, there's a number of factors that play into that. One is just you can only earn so much money. Yeah. And two is the time value of money. The longer your money's working for you, that's right. The, the more yeah. it has time to yeah. compound and grow. When T and is shrinking, T for time. Yeah, yeah, you cut out. You have to save more or spend less. Those are yeah. the only two options. Yeah. You can't rely upon the market to make up the difference. So often it's the case that we find that you know people who find themselves in these situations, it, it results in they, they work longer or live on less in retirement. I guess those are too often situations we see, yeah. common situations. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Matter of fact, I was looking at my, I know that we know that when you're 65, if you're, if you're 65 years old and still married, there's a 25% likelihood that one of you will reach the age of 92. Um, I was looking at my life expectancy on the Social Security website, yeah. and uh, if I, if, at, if I was born in 1967, Right now, I die on average at 82, but if I live till I'm 70, I'll die at the age of 88. Because the older you get, the longer you live. Yeah. And one of the challenges going back all the way to the one spouse is, I'll give you some examples. Um, a one spouse that ends up getting a divorce, you remarry, you remarry someone who's younger than you by yeah. some significant margin even. I mean, we do have some physicians whose spouse is somewhere between 10 or greater years difference. Yeah. And um, this, these individuals have a very long retirement to save for when they've already lost half of their assets. Yeah. And so they really have to look at the age of the man or woman they're marrying and assume that that's the new retirement plan age. Yeah. So if they're 50 and they marry a 40-year-old, and they retire at 65, well, they've got add 10 years to your retirement plan. Yeah. At least. Yeah. And if it's a male who's the older and the female, then you have to add even more years. Because they're going to the die sooner. Than, yeah. yeah. 
So you, you, it is a very important concept to understand very early on in your career to protect the so, marriage. So pe- someone in that situation, are they doomed financially? I no. Mean, they're not doomed financially. They just have to work long. No, no yeah, I think they just implement yeah. a little more discipline maybe. Absolutely. Yeah. So there's ways to – I mean, we can show you the mathematics on how to fix the problem. Yeah. But I'm not going to tell you it's going to be easy. Yeah. Um, and, and you need to be very conscientious relative to your budgets more. Yeah. Where a lot of times as we get older, we get to not, we don't have to look at our budgets quite as much. We get to buy the macaroni and cheese we want, not the uh, off-brand. <laughs> not the off-brand. Like we did when we were, we were really young. Yeah. Um, it's a silly example, but it's serious. I mean, it's really fun to be able to spend a little bit more money freely, and that's because your debts are going away. And the saving that you did early is still with you because you didn't have to cut it in half halfway yeah. through your marriage. Yeah, I think, uh, I think, I think it, it's, it's important we feel that couples have goals together, financial goals, and they yeah. work towards the same goals and they're on the same page, but it's probably more so important if it's a second marriage or a, a, a number, or second, third. third, or fourth, right? right? Um, because you're cutting time out of the equation and money, and so you have to make everything count. Yeah, I, I think your T is a good place to end on that one. Time is yeah. very important that we lose in that situation. Yeah. So that leads us to one house. Yeah, one house. So uh, human tendency, you buy a house, you fill it with junk, I guess this is the American <laughs> way. We were just talking about my garage. <laughs> yeah. My, this my weekend. Too. I've I been think most cleaning of, my garage. Most of our garages. Then you say, I need a bigger house, right? Yep. Um, For more I, junk. I, I need a different house. And yep. oftentimes, it's a more expensive house. Mm-hmm. Um, it's not too often that we find ourselves as our family grows and we acquire more stuff that we're buying cheaper houses. So the price of the house goes up, right? Yeah. And, and we, we, like you mentioned in that stat, every seven years as Americans tend to do it over and, and over, over again. And over again. The other stat is oftentimes when we have a bigger mortgage, we're continuing to do a 30-year mortgage yes. over and over. Yeah. We're not shortening that we mortgage. We say we're going to pay it off in 15. Yeah. But I'll tell you, someone that's buying a house every seven years, I don't believe their behavioral patterns are in line to pay it off on time at a 15-year yeah, there's a correlation there on how they spend and how they think about money, and the things they want versus the things they need that do not play into paying off a house on time. Yeah, it, it behavior is fascinating. I know that physicians can see it in their patients, yeah. and how it plays into their health. So, and so mo- most physicians, their incomes are, hold pretty steady throughout their career. Yeah, they don't get big pay increases right. year over year. Matter of fact. I, the, the common phrase this year in my office is, well, my, my salary is, or my income is lower this year than last year. Yeah. But I'm working as hard or harder than I did. Yeah, yeah. And so how do you get ahead? Yeah. Um, we, we keep increasing the, the mortgage. Right. Income holds steady. Yep. Yeah, exactly. And, and the mortgage, oftentimes, if I can go back a little bit, a lot of times this whole problem starts before you even get out of your residency program. Yeah. Because you're so excited to be done and actually get a paycheck that you start spending the paycheck before you actually have it. And so you start looking for the capacity of what I can afford. I mean, it's, it's the conversation you and I have. How much house can I afford? This is going to be my income. Yeah. And, and when you talk to a mortgage broker, they're going to tell you, oh, you can afford four times your salary. I mean, you can really push the envelope these days, even with all the adjustments since the Great Recession yeah. to mortgage rules. But we recommend two to three times your annual salary is what you're going to get. And then anticipate your salary is actually going to go down slightly in medicine. 
So you can't use the salary you're earning today or the one you think you'll earn five years. I, I remember the oncologists in particular back in the early 2000s, their salaries were so much higher than they are today because of some changes in how they, they prescribe. Restructuring uh, of the restructuring medicine. Of their, their medicine. And we're not the people that talk on the level of uh, anything but some layman's terms. But that really did happen, and, and people had to quickly readjust. Yeah. So we want you to look at your one house as uh, it's really nice when people get out of residency or when they get into a position and they find a home they can raise their family in for a long time. I don't mind people being house poor early. Yeah. If they'll stay there for 20 years plus, it would be nice if they stayed there for longer. Yeah. Um, I, this is the one thing I can walk the talk on. Uh, I have one spouse. I hope it stays that way. And I have one house. So the first house I bought is the same house I live in. It's 51 years old in nine months. And I've lived there for 20 years. And yeah. I intend to live there my most of my life. Yeah. Um, and it's nice. We, we don't need more space. Matter of fact, our kids are moving up, moving out. And Get we just find freeloaders out of the house. Huh? Yeah, we. I mean, we talk all the time. Wouldn't it be nice to have a bigger living room or something like that? Yeah. And our home is is just fine. It's not. It's not a cardboard box by any means, but it's also not a mansion. And um, it's been nice to create the stability for my family to live in one place and the kids to be raised there. Yeah. I guess one other aspect to this is we find often people will say, "I want to own a second property or a second home, maybe a cabin or a condo." Mm-hmm. Um. You know, blanket st- a blanket statement is th- is that a bad idea? No, no, no. But yeah, it's expensive. Yeah, I, I think it. I think it needs yeah. to be the right situation. It has to be the right situation. I think. And I think people often say, "I'm going to buy a, a condo, and this will be my um, investment property." Yeah, I'm going to rent it out I'm for rent it out. VRBO, Airbnb. Yeah, yeah. I'm gonna I'm gonna make some money off it. Um, some people do and some people so don't. <laughs> I would say it's an easily an 80-20 rule, right? 20% yeah. are successful at it. Yeah. And 80% think they're going to be the successful ones and it becomes a miserable experience yeah. and they can't get out of it fast enough. Yeah. Um, and we try to do the math and we try to say, look, you can af- choose to afford it if you want to. Or we say, there's no way. Because you're going to have to sacrifice somewhere. You know, if your income's not going up and you add a mortgage payment to it, and let's just say you don't have the rent to carry it, or it becomes a hassle, or rental rules change. Yeah. Um, associations change their laws uh, associated with can you rent in the neighborhood or not. Yeah. Uh, that that changes everything. So a lot of times we really say, is this a vacation property? And if it is so, let's treat it like that. If it happens to get a rate of return or it ends up being a good investment, you more or less lucked out. Um, it's not always the case. We have to be really careful here. Oh, yeah. Because just like with your patients, you have to, a physician's patients, it's an individual one-on-one condition, even though they all have stomach pains. We, we have lots of clients and know lots of people who financially, they can do a primary residence and a second property or yeah. a third property. Yep. You know, the other thing I see people get into, when they do a second property and they create a lot of memories there, selling that property is so hard on the kids because they have so many things reasons they want to keep coming back to it yeah that the parents kind of buck up and just say i guess we just have to deal with it financially yeah um and they end up carrying that cost uh and it restricts other options in their life or they end up working longer uh out there so there it's it's a one-on-one basis but really be careful when you're buying another property especially on a physician salary your small business owners in the world i mean everyone thinks physicians are very wealthy Physicians have exceptional cash flow capacity. 
Yeah. They have the ability not to lose their job, most likely, uh, compared to the rest of the world. But there are professions that earn a lot more money. And when you see your neighbors that in, live in your same neighborhood and you have the same size homes, and for some reason they're doing more, they're not a physician, they're doing something else, don't try to keep up with them. Be very grateful for what you have and manage your finances well and go become their friends and travel with them and, and you know, utilize their property <laughs> yeah. as a friend. Exactly. <laughs> more than that. Yeah. <laughs> so. Well, good. Well, you know, I think this is a, a catchy saying. I think it has a lot of good application into a physician's you know, financial plan yeah. in their life. And so I'm glad we could kind of break it down a little bit and talk about it. Yeah, it's a, it's, it is a important principle to teach your kids, I think, too, yeah. in a world where everyone's trying to keep up with someone else or they think that I can throw away a spouse and start over again very easily. It is not... It, the world teaches that it's very easy to do that, and it's not something we should teach our kids. It's a really bad habit to teach, though. Good yeah. habits e- equal good outcomes. Absolutely. And uh, these are two good habits to, to create. Yeah. So ho- hopefully this highlights in people's minds the importance of you know, setting up goals early together in yep. the relationship and you know, realistic expectations and goals. Mm-hmm. And that really is going to have a big ripple effect. And enjoy the journey. Yeah, that's a great one. Yeah. Okay, Patrick, thank you. Sure. Um, Thanks, Jeff. We'll uh, we'll do it again. Sure thing.